0: What's up, podcast listeners? This is Dr. Bailey. Uh, I'm coming at you with episode number 18. During these times of uncertainty and just unsureness, I want to bring to you uh, a bit of a voice of reason. During adversity, I think we all have to learn how to adapt to the changes. Our environment is constantly changing. And so today's guest is somebody that's a little bit off the wall for what I've had. And, I, and I'm excited to have this uh, particular guest on because he's been through a lot of difficult times uh, in his life and he's managed. So when we get to talk to this guest in a moment, what I plan is that in the next few minutes, the next series is podcast. We just help you to keep your calm during this. And uh, to be honest with you, Um You know, now is the time to just focus on what you want and your intentions. So I've got on the line uh, Justin Key. He is a business owner. He is a dad. He is uh, ex-military. He's somebody that I've known for many, many years. And just kind of with my finger on the pulse of the community, somebody has got a really level head right now. And I I really want to get into that because um, there's a reason for that. What's going on, Justin? Hey, bud. How you doing, man? I'm doing terrific. I'm just uh, enjoying a Thursday. I had a busy day at the office, helped a lot of patients. And I say that because we're still open. We're still taking care of people because I think first and foremost, my number one goal and purpose in life is to help people through uh, healthcare challenges and times of adversity. And the reason why I've got you on the line today with me is because I want you to kind of speak into a little bit about about your background. So the listeners have a little better idea and and more of a picture and a uh, character, if you will, Of uh, who I'm talking to. Yeah, no problem.
1: Um, So I am, first and foremost, uh, a dad, partner, a business owner, an American, and a patriot. The thing about being a patriot, in my mind, is that you you care for God, country, and family. And right now, it's very, very important that we look to all of those things and and make sure that we are communicating um, both with intent and with compassion. Now, that doesn't mean that we freak out and throw all of our emotion into our communications or our reactions, but it, it also doesn't mean that we shut off the idea of other people's fear and and misunderstanding. As far as my background, I served in the United States Army as a infantry squad leader. Uh, I achieved the rank of sergeant. That was as high as I got before I got out. But I did so in 19 months, which was very, very unheard of at the time. Um, After I got out, I went into the corporate world and quickly found that my calling for protecting and helping people was not being met. So I wanted to go back into the military. Uh, When I was told I could no longer serve due to hearing loss, I was pretty devastated, kind of beat me up a little bit. But in my preparation for returning to service, I found CrossFit. And that is what I have been concentrating on for the last 11 years now, Um, coaching and learning and helping people overcome things like obesity and diabetes and (laughs) um, all sorts of other things that are, are just beating us up as a country right now. Um, Just something as simple as being able to play with your kids. And that is where I, I have found my calling right now. And for the last 11 years, I've been doing that. And it has been phenomenal. I have been very, very blessed to be a part of thousands of people's lives and watch them change and grow and open their own businesses and just been very, very blessed and lucky to be a part of a positive influence in our country right now when there's so much cancel culture going on. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. And with that, I'd love to get this conversation going about how to keep a level head when, you know, for lack of better terms, it's hitting the fan.
0: Oh, absolutely, man. You know, and I want to speak into, to start the conversation, what I've been trying to do in the last, probably two solid weeks in in a, in a heavy nature with, with my my table talk is to help to empower patients in 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 the community to really in this time take control of your health and if you haven't like opened your eyes in the last 10 15 20 years however long it's been you know part of keeping a level head is if you can control your variables i mean so you've been through battle and if you don't know what's on the other side of that hill you're gonna freak the out but if you know there's X amount of people in these positions, you have more of a, a tactical approach. And for you, that what I would assume would give you more of a calmness. I mean let's let's not equate this to battle, but in the same idea, I mean we're dealing with in, in their eyes, and I say they as in people outside of our conversation, with an invisible enemy. and, and that tends to create some panic. In, in paranoia because it's on your shoes it's on your hands it's on your whoa where is it whereas I'm talking about in the last podcast which was how to protect yourself and put your windbreaker on I mean you uh passed along that podcast from Joe Rogan and that epidemiologist made a lot of sense man he's like you, you you just can't stop this it's like stopping the wind it's just impossible but my next step was hey what can we do to kind of protect ourselves so I mean, you are in the fitness area now, and I say fitness, not in a vanity term, but of a get your shit together, get your life back. Like you said, I mean, people becoming business owners, their obesity goes down, their health changes, they're playing with their family again. I mean, this is why the conversation between myself and Justin is happening is because we are two different people, but our goal is to empower people to really take control of what's going on. Like, and i messaged you earlier like we're going to teach people to take the reins i mean because i think your life is your life and it's not somebody else telling you how to live it i mean would you agree with that um yeah i would and i would say when you talked about controlling the variables i
1: think that's very very important um because there are certain things in life that you will never ever be able to control you will never be able to control a person in another country eating an animal that had a virus that happened to have mutated and is now capable of transmitting from human to human. You cannot control that. That's going to happen. But what you can control is how capable your body is to react to that virus. And that's what I'm really, really trying to preach here is, and I said preaching, that scares people too. I'm really trying to communicate here is that if you control the variable of, I don't know, something like heart health, lung health, uh respiratory endurance, cardiovascular endurance, things that will allow you to better stave off the negative connotations or negative influences that this virus brings with it, then it, it makes it much, much easier to look at things calmly and and proceed with not caution but intelligence. And I think that's where we're we're losing the battle right now is we are proceeding with fear being the driving force. And when fear is driving you, you tend to do irrational things. And when you when you are driven with knowledge and when you are driven with intent and you are driven with the idea that you're not going to all die and this isn't the apocalypse, it's not that hard.
0: <laughs> exactly. You know, there's so much, oh, man. When when you when you speak, I'm I'm. it's almost my words coming out because I, I, I feel the same way. The idea of helping people and educating them, it does and should remove some of the fear because the more you know about something and, and, and the more that you can be aware of a coaching buddy of mine today posted a video about just. Kind of a self-assessment during these times like if if you don't feel like you're where you are and you're scared and you're fearful of this you know that's an eye-opener of you're probably not making the right health decisions and and so we've been hammering nutrition and supplementation and and, and, and activity uh kind of speaking to your world is you got to get out and you got to move i mean you can't just be a sedentary body i mean you need sun exposure and and that was so excited to hear! I watched the, the the so this is local too. So, the the council meeting yesterday, one of the council uh, councilmen he he made a point at the end to speak that we still should be able to go outside and exercise in the sunshine and that's healthy for us and it's good for our immune response. I mean we can't just live in a bubble our entire life and shelter ourselves because every year every every cycle whatever that's four hundred years doesn't matter. There's some new strain. Of some invisible virus, and your innate immunity is the article I wrote and and uh, blasted everybody today, uh, Thursday. You should be getting an email today. Um, it's just talking about how you have two systems. You have the innate immunity, which is your body's first response. It's it's the Justin Key out there, and if you move and you're an enemy and you're a threat, you're dead. That's the end of the story. But if he has to call in for backup, that's secondary. That's a system that's more it's more the vaccine theory of how introducing a foreign body produces a known response and so you know there's a threat. And so as soon as you see that exact threat again, but if you change the color of the tank, if you change the size of the vehicle, if you're in war and it's in a plane or a tank now, it's a different, it's a different response and your body doesn't recognize it. So when you depend on some type of foreign acquired immunity, that's not going to be your first line of defense. It's always secondary. So the first line of defense is built through exercise, activity, positive mental attitude, um, good nutrition. And I'm going I'm to plug chiropractic care because that is something that I'm sure Justin and I can agree on. It helps dial you in and makes your nervous system fire better. Your nervous system activates immune response. Immune response is going to be your primary Innate defense system. I mean, God doesn't make mistakes. I call it the divine design. I mean, your immune system is there to protect you, and um, you know, those are so many things that you can do. That I feel like just knowing that, and and that's your your shield going into battle. We should feel empowered, right, Justin? I mean, just think about that. If you knew your body was bulletproof, you would approach war a different way, right? War- RoboCop. I mean, let's let's go back to some old school movies. But I mean, the dude walked into a room of 30 people and and just took them out. But I mean, he had this like metal shield around him. I mean, and if that's something we could create for our listeners, wouldn't that be awesome? Well, not only would that be awesome,
1: but I truly believe that to some extent, it's very very possible. I have been out of the military now for whew, longer than I want to put on on the airwaves. Uh, but I have been out and. I have, I can count on one finger the amount of times I have been sick to the point of actually needing to go to see a medical doctor. And we're talking like almost two decades. Now, that's not because I'm some superhuman, because I'm not. I'm a normal human being. But what it, I think it is attributed to is the fact that I treat my body fairly well. I move, I drink a ton of water, I eat real foods, I supplement where I have to, Um, and, and here's the thing, man, here's the thing that I think really needs to be driven home, especially in this current situation we find ourselves in, is I inadvertently introduce myself to all sorts of junk. Like, I don't use hand sanitizer. I don't I don't get down with all that. I, I let my body adapt and react to the germs and the viruses and the bacteria that it comes into contact with. Now, that's not to say I'm a disgusting human being. I take showers, I like showers, they're amazing. But I don't walk around with hand sanitizer. I see hundreds of people a day. I fist bump, I high-five, I hug. I'm within breathing range. And, and it is, I think, because of that and because
0: of the way our bodies are designed to function when you treat them right, I'm healthy. You know, if you really dig and not just listen to media statistics and graphs and these memes of sorts, you have to understand the immune compromised people, the people that aren't taking care of their health, they're more susceptible and if you fall in that category, maybe today's podcast is kind of that 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 awakening, if you will, or as I mentioned in the previous podcast, kind of a pivot point in your life. Maybe now in in this fear, in this concern, whatever extent you're at, and and I mean I I had some phone calls and some text messages of people that are just downright scared, and and I and I had to talk them off the roof as I as I called it. But with a level head, I said you know you're in control of this more than you think. And if you get that, if you truly get that, then that should help you to step away from the ledge. Because at some point, if you're in control of your destiny and your future to a magnitude where you're certain when you wake up tomorrow, it's gonna be the same way it was or better than the previous day, that's when I feel healthcare will change because right now, if we look at healthcare, it's more of a sick care model. I mean there's no preventative measures in, act, in action right now that I'm hearing on TV. And these, these huge campaigns on the radio, on TV, COVID-19 emails, I mean, these are all things that are people are blasting, but it's all reactive and it's not proactive. So, Justin, I mean, we've talked about a lot of things proactively, and I, I think we've kind of hit the nail on the head, but in life, what, what do you think, proactive or reactive? What do you think is better?
1: I think that you have to be prepared for reactive because there's always going to be something that you don't foresee. I think there's always going to be uh, the surprise. There's always going to be that extra bad guy when you kick in the door. So you have to be prepared to be reactive, but through proactive choices, through proactive uh, lifestyle that, that sets you up, it sets you up to better respond when that reactive moment comes. Now, that's not to say that, you know, you, you're always going to win because you're not. But for me, a lose on this, let's say I a I am a person that contracts COVID-19 and I'm not asymptomatic. Let's say I get jacked up and it it gives me the flu. Here's the thing flu-like symptoms, I know it's not influenza, I know it's a coronavirus, I've done more reading than my brain can comprehend on the topic, Um, but let's say I am one of the people that contracts it, through all of my proactive decisions and through my proactive lifestyle, I would only have to have a reactive of fluids and rest, because that's really all that can be done for you anyway, That is the standard protocol for virus treatment, with the exception of some antivirals and if it gets really bad, the ventilators and so on and so forth. But I I kinda wanna go back and and touch on what you said about this being a pivot point. And, and, And I don't wanna harp on people, but I do wanna point out that a few days ago, actually it was sometime last week, I was going to the grocery store every day. And I wasn't going to the grocery store every day because I'm hoarding products or because I needed anything. I was going to get a feel for what my community, the community that I live in, was doing in the face of this quote unquote crisis. And what I found and what I noticed was that all of the real food, with the exception of the meats, all of the real food, fruits, vegetables, stuff like that, was still there. Now you go down the aisles and the junk was gone so when we're talking about a pivot point i think it's unfortunate that even in the face of what people are fearing in this invisible enemy they either don't know how to better combat that enemy or they're so addicted that they are not willing to change and they're willing to gamble it. And and that's what I want to talk about too. You want to keep a level head. You want to be able to face adversity and not freak out. You have to prepare yourself through proactive decisions to, to do that. So I wanted to touch on that. And I want to get your thoughts on the, the, the diet because that's so huge to me right now. We've got people walking out of the store with... Processed everything, and it's doing them absolutely no good, and it's in fact hurting them, and making them less capable and less able to fight this thing should they get it. And if you look at the models, man, if you look at the projections, we're all going to come in contact with it. Uh, there are models that say up to 80% of this country will contract COVID-19. And if that's the case, don't you want to put yourself in a in a
0: better position to fight it? What'd you think, man? Oh, man. Here we go. I agree 100%. Your concerns about diet, I would equate to the military training that got you prepared for battle. So every time you woke up, you had a routine, you trained, you, you would uh, have combat training, you would have PT, you would have, I'm sure, some level of uh, firearm accuracy. I mean, there was just certain things you did. There's fruits, there's vegetables, there's live foods, there's proteins, there's things your body needs that need to build the system, build the requirements for better health. But I wanna tell you about one thing that we talked about earlier is there's not always things you can predict. And so this is kind of the first anybody's really hearing of this, but um, I have a little bit more intimate experience with the Corona 1920 virus because I, based on symptomatology alone and no uh, official testing, um, can say I had this prior to it being released from China. Um, Actually grounded me from a flight. I was responsible. I took days off the practice. I stayed home. I quarantined myself. I did not purposely go on a flight but I had all the exact symptoms listed on any of the websites I've looked at because I felt it was a little bit more of an aggressive flu. I've not had the flu in probably 22 to 24 years. However, I went through a four week shred program where I was working out twice a day on caloric restriction because I wanted to get a better body like everybody in January. I had uh, air handling concerns at work with a new building that had some uh, old dusty uh, HVAC pipes that were cleaned and sterilized. Just for my listeners, Um, the carpet was sterilized and cleaned. I was under personal stress. I was under emotional stress. Uh, I'm getting ready to build out a new building. I'm behind on schedule with that. So, so Justin, there's things that we can predict and things we can't predict, and when all those hit me at once. Coming in contact with any of this version, whether it was just the flu or whether, like I said, there's no official test. I realized in that moment, kind of that like pivot point self-assessment. I'm like, man, I just can't let stress get to me because as a human being, I was just a chiropractor. I mean, I'm not a superhero by any means. I mean, yeah, I got sick, too, but I was responsible about it. And when I realized things weren't going right, I realized, hey, manage your stress better And so part of our conversation today is to to be in control, to have a level head, you also have to kind of minimize and, and, and filter the stuff going into your brain. I mean, people are telling you so much, they say this, they say that. I like to know who they are and I like to go to stats. I mean, I posted something I got attacked on the other day, but I mean, the amount of people that have actually come in contact and been confirmed cases, I get it, not everyone's testing the world but it's like 0.00002%. And at that point, people were hammering me, that's dangerous, you shouldn't say that. I said, no, that's just a stipple. This is how many people, at that time there was 440,000, and there's 3.5 billion people in the world. Do the math, if you can do whatever source of long division you do nowadays. I mean, it's the statistic. And so what we're up against is our own weaknesses. And that's what's making it so difficult for people to come to grips with. They're like, no, no, the government needs to save me. I need a vaccine. I need a drug. I mean, it's a virus. There's no way to counter, you can't reverse time. There's no, you know, you can't reverse it and go back and introduce a vaccine. I mean, we have to move forward, right? And that's a big part of today's conversation is yesterday was yesterday. And what are you going to do tomorrow? And your and, and Health is really about empowering people because listeners, you're in control. Justin and I have been talking about this for the last almost 30 minutes. And there's so many things that you can do, but they don't work unless you do them. I mean, it's like CrossFit. CrossFit didn't work for me. I'm like, cause you only went once a week. Uh, I just, I'm just not seeing results Well, you're eating like, shit. I mean, how many times have people come to you, Justin? They're like, I'm not seeing it, man. And you're like, well, oh, what's that Twinkie doing in your hand?
1: Dude, if if we could uh, run down the litany of excuses, uh, the list would be long, but I I agree, man. I think that you, you equated it to training for combat, and I get that. I get that idea. I get that analogy, because we did have to train. There were certain skill sets that we had to not only acquire, which means we had to learn them, and they were new, but we had to train them so that they were second nature. Like being able to clear a malfunction in your M4 while you're in the middle of a firefight getting shot at had to be second nature. It couldn't be something that you thought about. And I think that if people approach their health and fitness in the same way as as if it was, and this is going to freak people out, life or death, then I think that they would do so in a way that would better equip them for that that ability to be positive. And and you you talked about waking up each day and it being better than the last. I think that something that I do and something that I preach to my clients and something that I preach to my children and something that I preach to everyone who will let me is that all you got to do is understand that the only thing in this earth that you are in control of is you. But by being in control of you, you can control the world as it pertains to you so if i want to react negatively to something then that thing is exponentially negative but if i choose to react positively to something then that thing is exponentially positive now that doesn't mean that sorrow and sadness and grief aren't going to happen they're part of life but what that does mean is that you can move on from them and that you can choose to find the positive in them. Um, I've been through death of family members, death of friends, death of service members. I've been through a divorce. I've been through military service in the infantry. I've been through a lot of crap. And a lot of people go, I don't know how you do it. And the, the, the way I do it is by choosing, choosing to be happy. That doesn't mean I'm happy all the time. It doesn't mean I'm positive all the time, but it does mean that I make a conscious effort to try.
0: Does that make sense? Brother, I couldn't have said it better. You know, and and when you just <clears throat> went into your loss, I mean I just I, I, I know you pretty well and I know what that means and I've not been through that and to some degree I have, but for our listeners out there, this is this is a guy I brought on the air because having said what he said, I mean, the message is pure. He still chooses to be happy. In adversity, you and I, for those listening, we have that conscious choice to decide how Monday is. And when patients ask me, how are you so f-ing happy on a Monday? I'm like, because it's Monday. I woke up. I have a purpose. And God put me here for a reason. If he didn't, I wouldn't have woke up. And for those, no, I got to stop you right
1: there. I got to stop you. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I know this is yes. this is a huge train of thought, but brother, every Monday, every Monday, I get that. It's like, oh, yeah, it's Monday. Uh, and people are like, uh, and I'm smiling and bouncing around at five in the morning. And they're like, what is wrong with you? And I said, nothing. That's why I'm bouncing around and happy at five in the morning. Because nothing's wrong with me. Because it's perspective, dude. It's perspective. If you really look at it, if you really look at it. Most of us have an amazing life, and if we
0: don't, we damn sure have the ability to build one. You know, I ate today. I have a roof over my head. I have a great car I drive to work every day. I'm sipping on a glass of wine. I'm talking to a good friend. If you're present in life and you listen and look around And I have a a, a new uh, ink on my uh, on my arm. It says surrender. And this came from a podcast early in January. I had an experience where I learned in the course of a weekend that just to surrender to God's plan. Everything that happens is supposed to happen. Having faith. And that's why another podcast I was having lunch with Kevin Wallace yesterday and him and I are going to do a faith podcast. And I really want to jump into your Sunday group. I was talking to Tim about that the other day and I'm, I'm really dude. I, I want to get over there and hang out with you guys. I just got to figure out the logistics of it, but do you know, it. I think, in, yes. and yes. And, and that's just, I'm so glad you just said that word because quit talking, quit thinking, quit planning and start today. When you listen to this podcast, if your next meal isn't better, if your next workout doesn't get planned, if you don't think a happy thought, or laugh, or joke, or hug your loved one, you didn't get the whole premise of this, and it's a waste of time. But if you did, this could be that pivot point for you, so that you change your direction and change your life, and tomorrow and next week are so much better, you wake up on Monday like Justin and I and you just can't wait for the week because that's the way I approach my life is Monday is a blank page. And I get take that pen and I get to write what I want. Would you agree? Dude, Monday is an opportunity to crush a whole new week. Love it. So, listen, thanks. Uh, all you listeners out there. We had a great time. And uh, listen, there's more coming at you. And uh, I'm glad we're back. And so I want to thank Justin for his time with all that's going on in life he took the opportunity to speak to you guys so uh reach out give us some love if you liked it share it if you didn't share it because somebody else might like it that you don't know and uh, i just want this to go viral because to the point where right now we need more positive influence in this world around us so i want to thank y'all and uh justin you're you're awesome man thanks Brother, I appreciate the opportunity, and we will do it again soon, and we will talk about all kinds of stuff. Yes, sir. Oh,
1: and I will be with you when the darky winter comes. Oh, and I will be with you to feel California sun.